Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. What's going on, Coastline? How y'all doing this morning? Yeah, everybody doing solid? I'm going to tell you what. Y'all people that show up on church on a Sunday where we got weather like this, y'all get like a gold star in heaven or something. I'm going to tell you right now, I woke up, I walked outside, I was like, man, it's beautiful here. I love where we live. How many of you guys love where you live? All the people that are watching online, be very jealous. We woke up this morning and it didn't look like there was a cloud in the sky. What was the temperature? Like maybe 67, 67? It was beautiful. I wish it could be like that all year round. Um, my, com- my computer just decided it was going to have a mind of its own. Anybody love technology? A couple people? Hey, this morning I'm excited because we are uh, continuing in a series we started just last week called Influenced. And, um, you know, we're talking about how the world that we live in right now with everything that's going on, you know, uh, whether we, we like it or not or think about it, uh, that it's that's true or not, our, we are constantly, continually being influenced by the world around us. You know, by the things that we watch, the things that we see, uh, the opinions we hear from our neighbors and friends and family, uh, the, the news that we watch, um, and, and just everything that's around, we're constantly being influenced. And you can see this pretty clearly, uh, even through like our fashion, what we wear, uh, right? The things that, that we desire, you know? Uh, how many of you guys have, uh, at some point, you got something uh, nice and new that you really loved? You know, maybe it was a new car, and you drove, and you're like, this is the best thing, man, I'm so excited. And then at some point, you see, like the newer one comes out and you're like, man, this one's not so, this one's not so great anymore. I wish I had that one. Anybody? Anybody had that issue? It was just me? Okay. Um, we've all had issues with being influenced before. But the truth of the matter is, is as we were talking about, specifically last week, we talked about the importance of, of allowing our heart to be influenced, allowing a, the core of who we are to be influenced by, by the things around us. These are things, these are areas of life that, that God wants to have influence on us. He, he, these are areas that he wants us to surrender to him so that he can have an effect and uh, uh, make great change in, in our lives. And, and as we change from the inside, he knows that it will change the world around us from the outside. Amen. And so this morning, I want, to, uh, I want to kind of take the next step on that. We, we started uh, in a verse last week, Matthew 22 to 37. You've heard me preach this before if you've been at Coastline at any point. This is, this is like the, kind of the foundation of our faith. Uh, some some uh, Pharisees are asking Jesus, what is the most important commandment? And he says this. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart. We talked about heart last week. All of your soul. We're going to talk about soul next week. And this week, we're going to talk about with all of your mind. He said, this is the first and greatest commandment. He says, second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all the commands and the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God with all and love people around us. Specifically, I want to talk about the importance today of loving God with all of our heart, of our mind. 
there's, there's an important factor when it comes to the things of our mind. There's an important factor in the things that we allow to in, be influenced in our mind. The Apostle Paul, he, he talks about this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He says, he says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn and to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So it's not supposed to be this thing where, where the world changes us. We're supposed to live a life where God uses us to change the world as he continually renews and changes our mind. And so this morning I want to pray as we jump into uh, this week's uh, part of Influence and uh, a message I've entitled Battlefield of the Mind. You guys okay with me praying? Let's do it. Heavenly Father, I pray that right now, this morning, that you would uh, give me the exact words that you would want me to say. God, I pray that you would give us the right place to put our minds into. I pray that you would give us peace. I pray that you would let us not worry about the things of last week or the weeks to come. But Heavenly Father, I pray that we would focus on you and what you have to teach us. And God, I pray that as we apply these things that we learn as we take these steps, as we, as we adjust uh, who we've been in the past and to who you're creating us to be, I thank you in advance for the best being yet to come. I pray you'd have your way above all else. In Jesus' name we pray, everybody said amen. Amen. Has anyone ever, um, I, want, I want to be transparent with you guys for a little bit. You guys okay with that? This is your first time here. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't want you to, uh, I've been to many churches in the past where, uh, you go, and the pastor seems like he has it all together, like he's figured it out. I want to tell you that if that's the church that you need, Coastline might not be it, because I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still every day trying to adjust my life to be that one that follows Jesus, but my life is very much not perfect. I'm a follower of one who is, but I'm not there yet. And so I'm going to be transparent for a minute. Every time... Every, every Sunday, when I get to the point where I'm about ready to step foot on the stage, I feel like in my mind, I have this battle. I have this thing that goes on where, where, where as, I'm, as I'm getting ready or as I'm driving to church, I think to my, something, something in me says, Brian, you're, you're not good enough to be doing this. Brian, you know what kind of person you were back in the day. Brian, you know, you know the thoughts you were thinking when that person cut you off earlier and even in this week. Brian, you're, you're, not, you're not a smart enough guy to be getting up here and talking to people for 20-some minutes about something. My brain thinks, Brian, you, you know, it's, it's, this is not one of those things you've, you've worked hard enough for you to continue to be doing week in after week. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You don't have the right tools. Your church will never grow. You're at a point where you're just trying to survive. I have these things that happen in my brain, these, these thoughts that go off as I'm, as I'm preparing and getting ready for, for the week. And I'm telling you this just to be transparent because I think there's some people in the room that maybe you have some issues as well where when it comes to your life, when it comes to the things that God's called you to, when it comes to the things that you're facing, maybe sometimes in your mind you have similar thoughts that come through. Thoughts like, you'll never make enough money to get over the things you're trying to get over. 
you'll never get to a point where you'll be able to take that step in your job. Maybe you have thoughts that, that say you're, you'll always be alone. And I tell you these things, I, I'm transparent today, to not to try to get any type of empathy from you or anything like that, or, or even uh, to, to, to communicate that I have insecurities. I just want to communicate to you that I, I think, as, as the followers of Christ that we are, that sometimes we go over the fact, we, we think over the fact that, that many times in our life, the battles that we're waging, the, the fights that we're fighting, they might not be out here in the real world, but they might be all up here in our minds. I think it's important for us to remember the importance of the battlefields going on in our minds. I think it's easy for us as humans to get to the point where, we, where, where our faith in God is, is challenged or is at war with the fear that we have in the world around us. I think there's times in which, which I know I should, I should trust God, but then all these things and thoughts come into my life and come into my, my mind, and I go from trusting God to wanting to be in control. I think there's many times where my confidence in God switchly gets turned to insecurity in myself as I fight these battles of the mind. But I think when it comes to our life, most of, most of the, the fights and the battles that we face in life, uh, they're either a won or lost in our minds. It's an important place for us to, to defend, an important place for us to be, be, be paying attention to that, that this isn't something we should just allow to wander and allow to do its own thing. We, shouldn't be, we should protect it and not allow things to influence it that, that shouldn't be influencing us. Because I think the thing, this, this thing, this great tool that God's given us in our mind has the ability to adjust which way the battle goes in the fights that we're facing. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 6, it says, it says, those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. I don't know about you, in my life, anybody here wants some life and some peace in the world today? The Bible clearly, Paul says here, that, that it has more to do with, at some point, you relinquishing control and letting the Holy Spirit be the one that guards your mind, to guide your mind rather than you just being influenced by the world around you. Paul continues to, as he writes this letter to the church in Philippi. He, he tells them about this, this mind, this tool that God has given them for the future. You've heard me say this before, church, is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and ask him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And many times when we read that verse, we stop there and we think, oh, man, that's, that sounds great, right? I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to fret about anything. I'm just going to stop, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to let God just continue to have his way and, 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 and control my mind. 
But if we read just a little bit further in verse 8, the same paragraph, Paul gives us a hint on how we can adjust and how we can wage this war of the battlefield that's in our mind. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing as he's finishing up his thoughts, as he's finishing up this letter. He says, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. He says, think on such things. What is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. This is how we adjust our minds. This is how we continue to win the battle that's going on in our minds. The problem is that's not our human nature though, right? Because our human nature says we're going to remember the bad things that people did to us, right? We're going to remember the, 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 the person that, that completely just ruined our day by what they said. We're going to allow our lives to be adjusted by how someone treats us or by what's, what, what's in our bank account, by if it's black or red. We're going to allow these things to adjust our mind. Paul says no. He says you've got to think on what's honorable and what's true and what's right. You're the one that stands guard, makes a decision of what your mind is going to think on. And so today when it comes to the, the battlefield of the mind, I think there's, there's two things that we need to do when it comes to these fights that we're facing. The first one I think we need to do is we need to identify the lie. Look at your neighbor and say, identify the lie. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, for though we live in a world, we do not wage, or though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they're, they're, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, we, we demolish arguments and every pretent, pretension that sets itself upon anything against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I want to focus on that last part. Take captive. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, I think uh, growing up, I, I didn't realize that I had power over my, my own mind, that I, I could adjust the way the things that I, th- I, I thought about, that it's not, not so much a reactive thing. It's not that we've got to react to every little thing that we feel or think. It's not that our mind controls, controls us, but we have the ability to control and adjust our mind. I think this, this powerful tool that, that God has given us has a great, great in, uh, ability to, to be influenced, but also has the ability to influence others. And I think that I know that we, there's an enemy in the world that wants us to adjust and not use that tool for the glory of God. In fact, he wants to come in and he wants to create destruction and death in our own lives. And so if he has a way of influencing our minds, he's going to do it. I think so many times we, we get caught up in, in the thought process of that we, we can't trust people for what they've done. 
we remember back and, and we, we won't forgive. We just remember the things of how they treated us and how they caused pain in our lives. We allow our minds to, to, to say things like, like we're never going to succeed. That we're, we're always going to be broke. That our marriage will never be better. That we're always going to be alone. That, that we're stuck where we're at and will never amount to anything. But I think part of what we got to do as followers of Christ is we got to we got to take those thoughts captive. We got to understand where the lie is. Because the truth of the matter is, is is I don't see any of that in scripture. I don't feel like the Holy Spirit has communicated any of that to me. Those feelings that I think before I take the stage, I the, the, what I understand is that as I'm thinking them there's something inside of me that shifts and says that's a lie. That that might be what what the enemy wants me to think. That might be what my mind is, is going towards as I think of, of what I'm capable of and the tools that I have. But that's not what the Holy Spirit wants. And that's not the truth that he has in my life. I think the mind is a very powerful, powerful thing. And we got to remember that, that if we believe in life that, that, that we're the victim, the truth of the matter is, likely we're going to have outcomes that would be like that of a victim. But if we can remember in our lives, if we can remember the things that, that are actually lies and we can, we can adjust our minds to, to remember the truth that, that we're not victims but we're overcomers, then we have the ability to overcome the things that we're facing, to, over, to overcome the battles that we're going through. The first thing that we got to do when it comes to waging this battlefield of the mind is we've got to identify what the lie is. The second thing that we need to do is we need to hold to what's true. We got to hold on to the truth. Look at your just look at your neighbor and say hold to the truth. John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 says this. It says Jesus said to the people who believed him you are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I think so many times we get caught up in, in believing the lie in our life that we forget the truth of what God said about us. We think that, you know, we, we can't get through it, we can't do it, we can't overcome. We can't get to the next rung of the ladder of our jobs. But we forget the truth that he said that we can do all things through him that makes us stronger. Amen? We think we're, we're too ugly or we're too fat or we're, not, or, or, or we're not worth them enough to be able to get to that next step, that we're just stuck where we are. We forget that he says that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. That he values us enough that he sent his, his one and only son to save us. We get caught up and wrapped up in the things that have happened to us and the hurt and the pain. And we get stuck into sadness and, and depression. And we forget that the truth is that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
See, because with, with the truth, as we continue to, to remember what is true and focus on that and not the lie, we truly are and have the ability to be overcomers. I think it's not something that we just choose once, though. It's something that we got to continue to choose. You know, the mind is such a, uh, a powerful thing. I was uh, listening to a study this past week, and uh, how many of you guys have ever heard of the word dopamine before? Pro- probably most of us have heard of it. Uh, dopamine is something that, that your brain can actually, uh, it's a drug, first of all. I think it's like a stimulant, uh, but it's a drug that your body will produce as your brain tells it to. The things that we get dopamine for, the things that our body produces dopamine, dopamine for, are things that, that kind of make us happy, right? So like when we, uh, when we post something on Instagram and someone likes it or comments, we get a little, a little dopamine rush. When we go and we maybe go for a walk or go outside or go, go and catch a fish or something like that, there's a little, there's a little dopamine, dopamine rush. As we do these things over and over, as, you know, if, if Erica comes up to me after church and says, hey, I really, I'm really glad you picked that black Columbia shirt this morning. You get a little dopamine, you're like, hey, a little dopamine rush. But as we do these things over and over and over again, what happens is it, it creates new neural pathways in our mind. And where we, where we realize that if, if this is what we do, then, then maybe we get experience that happiness or that joy or that, that rush again. The problem is, is somewhere along the way, we've allowed the neural pathways to be adjusted to not what's true, but to the lie. We get to a point much like, for many of you that have a commute to work every, every morning, you're probably at a point where you don't even think about it anymore, right? You've done it over and over and over again. And so now your, neuro, your, your brain knows it's created enough neural pathways that you probably don't even have to pay a lot of attention to going that way. It just does it for you. Unfortunately, the same has been true for the lies that we believe in our life. We've gotten to the point where we think the only things that we can make us feel happy is the things that we see on our Facebook, things that we see on screen time. Well, the truth is, as God says, look at the truth, look at what's true. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you do well. There's power in the truth. There's power in your mind. Don't get stuck on the lie. Hold on to the truth. I remember uh, years ago hearing a story um, of a man named uh, Nick Sitzman. Nick being uh, the young man in his 20s that he that he was, he... Uh, He's a very strapping young man, very strong, worked with his hands. And, and I remember as I heard his story, he was working on, on the railway. And as uh, one evening, as he was getting close to, 
to Quentin time as he's closing everything up, and he noticed that that one of the cars in the uh, in the railway that he's working on, that one of the car doors is is wide open, and so he gets in to check it, and his big old freezer car for hanging meat in and stuff like that. As he gets in and he he checks it, at some point wind blew, something happened, and and the door to the car closed. And immediately he started to, to worry and to be afraid. He said to himself, he's, he's freaking out because he's stuck in this, this freezer car, this, this car that's made for, for holding meat for, for, for days and weeks on end, this frigid place. As he yells and he screams for help, no one can hear him. No one knows he's missing. And he's sitting there, he's shivering. He pulls out a pocket knife and he starts to, to carve into the wall a kind of last minute hope. He writes, it's, it's just so cold. My fingers are going numb. He tells his family that he loves them. His last thing he says, I'm, I'm just so tired. I hope someone comes. The next morning, they find Nick, and Nick has passed away in the floor of this train car. They did an autopsy on Nick and said that Nick passed away in the night from, from hyperthermia. Such a, such a loss to his family and to his community. The thing that was weird about it, though, is the reason why the door was open to that freezer car is because repairmen had been working on the freezer car because the freezer car was out of order and would not create anything cold or keep anything cold. It was broken and would not work. And the recorded temperature of that night was something like 65 degrees. Nick passed away in a freezer car that would not work and was not cold on a day where it was not near frigid because his mind had told him that he was going to freeze to death. If only Nick had known the truth. See, there, there, there was no power in the lie that he, he knew. And what was going on, there was no power. The thing was not plugged in. There was no power to the car. But he believed a lie in his brain, in his mind, that said this thing, this is how life was going to end. And that's exactly what happened. And as I remember back to that story, I can't help but think we do the same thing in our own lives. We get stuck on we're always going to be alone. We're always going to be broke. We're always not going to be good enough. I'm always not going to be smart enough or eloquent enough. When God's saying, hey, power's not in the lie. Power's in the truth. Let me tell you what I think about you. You're beautiful 
beautifully and wonderfully made. And I value you enough to, to send my son to save you. And I want what's best for you. I want to give you hope and a future for what's ahead. See, the, the power is in, is in the truth. So every morning when I get up here and I start remembering those thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not eloquent enough, I always remind myself, like, I know I'm not, but I serve a God that is. He's more powerful than anything that's out there, anything that I would face. I'm not the one that's created Coastline Church. He's created Coastline Church through me. I'm not the one that's come up with the word. He's the one that has gifted me with the word to preach to others. So my, my, my trust and my faith and the power is taken away from the lie because I know where the real power comes from, and it's from him and him alone. And i got to hold on to the truth. I want to leave you with this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. It says, the final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil and rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Put on the full armor of God. Remember what is true. Hold on to the truth. Today, whatever I have about every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here and you feel like you've allowed yourself to be stuck in a lie, today I want to give you the chance to release it. And remember what's true. If your brain, if your, your mind has been allowed to, to wander to the things that, that are not true, this morning is your opportunity to reset, to remember, and to renew the fact that you have the ability to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that as you ask him, as you ask the Holy Spirit to come in to your life, he can adjust the way that you think. He offers this gift because he has hope for you as you continue to pursue him that the best is still yet to come, not just in your world, but the world around you. And so if you're here today and you've been holding on to lies, if you've been, feel like you've been losing the war in your mind, I want to give you the opportunity to just, as you're sitting there, to release it. And say, Jesus, come into my life. Make me whole again. Holy Spirit, have your way in me. Adjust my thoughts. Adjust my mind so I remember what is true and what you've done for me and what you have in store for me. Jesus, you know all the things that we've been remembering, the things that we've been thinking on, the, the struggles we've been having in our minds. I pray right now that 
that as these folks are inviting you in, that you would take a huge step in, that you would clear out the things that have been holding us back, the things that have been, been, been holding on and creating strongholds in our minds. God, and I pray that our focus and our faith would be in you and you alone, that you'll get us through what we're going through, that we don't have to believe the lies of the enemy because we know that you've already made a plan, created a path for us to prosper and push forward. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.